Welcome to the Female CEO Showbiz Bestie. I'm your business big sis, Courtney, a corporate dropout turned two times founder with a passion for helping women build businesses that support their dream lives, not businesses that run their lives. Let's face it, being a woman is hard. Being an entrepreneur is hard, but you don't have to go on this journey alone. I'm here to have the real, unfiltered conversations about business ownership as a woman that no one else is. Get ready to level up and let's dive in to today's episode. Hello, biz besties. Welcome to this episode of the Female CEO Show podcast. We are switching things up a little bit. We're changing things up for season two. I told you at the beginning of this season that I really wanted to do a better job at really dropping the veil and showing like the real, the realities of business ownership. And so I asked on my Instagram stories if I did like a weekly recap episode kind of of what happened in my business and in my life each week, if you guys would be interested. And it was an overwhelming yes. So here we are. We're going to we're going to give this a try. You guys will have to let me know how you like it and if you find value in it, but I really want to do a better job at sharing some more of the like inside scoop with you guys on what's going on inside of my business and inside of my life and between guest interviews and then trying to do like really educational podcast episodes when I go solo, I feel like I don't there there's not as much time or there's not like really a great time or a great place to kind of do that. So I think we're just going to do two episodes a week now and one episode each week. It'll come out at the end of the week, um, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I don't know. We'll figure it out. And it'll just kind of be like a quicker, shorter episode that's more of just like a catch up and kind of talking to you about what I'm doing in my business, like how I'm navigating certain issues what's coming up because I don't want you to feel alone in this. I don't want you to feel like you are a failure or like you're the only one struggling because we're all in this together and I'm really freaking tired of the highlight reel that we see about entrepreneurship for women. And I feel like women especially are really bad about the highlight reel and this is something I mentioned in the first episode of the season that like is tough for me a little bit. Like it's unnatural for me, the like openness, the vulnerability on social media. I've never been that type of person that airs my dirty laundry online. Like I do a good job of like making sure things like, you know, just look nice. Like I am here to like kind of share the highlights of my life, like on like personal social media, but that's not the message that I want to put across on this podcast and with my business because there's just too much of it. Um, but I, I very much remember this from middle school. Like when it was, it was Facebook, Facebook was all we had. And I remembered one of my best friends, she got into a fight with her little sister and she like posted all about it on Facebook and how she was fighting with her sister and how her sister was the worst. And I was just like, I could never imagine posting something on social media like that. So this is pulling me out of my comfort zone a little bit, but I know it's for the best. And I, 
I I'm doing it for you um, because I think a lot of us too, as newer entrepreneurs, you know, under the like one or two year mark in business, it's really easy to get caught up and get in your head and feel like you're not doing enough or like you're not meant to be doing this or you shouldn't be doing this or this isn't the path for you because you look at these other entrepreneurs who are absolutely killing it. And I do feel like some of the marketing that some of these coaches use, and I I really think coaches especially. Right. Sorry. Remember, hi, I have three dogs. We'll get into that about this week. It's been, life has been lifing this week, but I feel like Penny, that's enough. (laughs) See, it's just like I'm here with my pumpkin cream cold brew, chilling on the couch, and it's just like you're here chilling with me, and we're just catching up over coffee on a nice little weekend morning together. Like, that's the vibe I want for these little update episodes. I'm excited about them. You'll have to let me know if you enjoy them and find value in them. But I do – I feel especially like like business coaches are really bad about this, but there was someone that I came across, and it was – um, she was talking about how she made, you know, like a million dollars cash in one year. And I was like, in her first year of business, like she just went from like zero to a million in a year. Like, that's crazy. And then I went and stalked her Instagram and scrolled and scrolled and scrolled and scrolled and realized she'd been in business for like three or four years. But the way that she was wording things, it made it seem like she started her business and boom, hit a million dollars. But that's not the reality. And it was honestly like it was refreshing to see how long she had been in business and that it took her three or four years to hit that million mark. Because when you think about it, like if you can spend three, four years building a business and you build a million dollar business, like that's incredible. Like that's incredible right? But we get so in our heads after like one year and just put things down and walk away when in reality, like that takes time. I think, um, so in school, in college, I studied a lot of entrepreneurship. Um, like that is, I have a degree in entrepreneurship and a lot of that, you know, wasn't very helpful in my entrepreneurial journey, but It is definitely a testament to me always knowing that this is what I wanted to do. And they were, it was fun. They were fun classes. I loved it. And the entrepreneur professors were awesome. But anyways, I think the average business, like it's typically year three before the average business breaks even. And it's year five before the business owner is able to pay themselves a salary. And here we are, six months, one year, even like two years into business, being like, maybe this isn't what I should be doing. Maybe this isn't the right thing for me because it's not taking off. Like I haven't made a million dollars yet because we're just so inundated with that content freaking everywhere from all of these coaches and service providers and online business owners about how massive of a business they've built. And while I guess I understand like the marketing angle, it's like I, you know, I built a million dollar business. I can help you do it too. But it's, I just don't understand why we have 
stepped away from or why people like don't feel like they can be like I built a million dollar business in four years like that's impressive but don't tell me you built a million dollar business in 12 months when in reality you've been in business for three or four years you know that just kind of irks me um, because it's so dishonest and I feel like it just really it really feeds into this highlight reel thing that I am super over and I'm just trying to pull the curtain to the side so you can we can all see the realities of it but I do think that you know building your own business and especially building an online business where the overhead costs are low like you are in a position where you're breaking even fairly quickly you know you don't have to go five years without being able to pay yourself I can't, I can't imagine what that is like. And I've always thought that about like a a brick and mortar business, how tough that must be. Like we are living the dream here, building these online businesses. It's incredible. It's awesome. Just remember that these things take time and it's so important to put your blinders on and to also really, really audit who you're following and whose content you're consuming and under like when you see something that triggers you online. And when I say trigger, I mean like something that makes you like feel bad about yourself or your business or makes you feel like you aren't as far ahead as you should be. Like anything like that, like take note of that. And if it's making you feel bad, if it's making you second guess what you're doing, like maybe it's not a good follow for you right now. You know, maybe it's inspirational to you and motivational to you, but if it's making you feel bad and question what you're doing, I don't know if that's the best person to follow right now. Because these things take time. These things really take time. And not very many businesses even make it to the three-year mark. And especially in today's online business era, I feel my friends and I were just talking about this a couple of weeks ago, how it just seems like so many people are burning and turning through business ideas. And my friends and I met in network marketing and none of us do it anymore, but we were talking about um, someone that we used to work with who was now doing drop shipping. And like, she came up on my TikTok for you page, like talking about drop shipping. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then one of my friends was like, yeah, like so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so like they're doing this, but then they were also doing this and then they're also doing this. And then I thought they were doing that, but they haven't posted about that in a while. And they just seem to be jumping around to something new every six months. So you like put time and energy into something and it's not immediately like a get rich quick thing. And they're like, no, I'm out onto the next thing and they lose interest. And that is a surefire way to never build a successful business. And I feel like that's almost coded into the network marketing girlies a little bit, like get rich quick. Like you see these people up at the top of the company making $100,000 a month and you're being told that you can do the same. So you're like, okay, okay, like I'm going to do this. And some of them did like get to that point really quickly. And so you just, I feel like it gets in your head that Whatever it is that you do that's going to make you successful is going to be something that happens quickly. And if it's not happening quickly, it's not working. And 
let's just push that to the side completely because I think that's a super toxic narrative that we're all being fed just through social media that, you know, these things should happen quickly. And if it's not happening quickly, you're a failure or it's not the right business for you. Like building a business takes a lot and you have to build trust and you have to figure out strategies and you have to like, that's all entrepreneurship is, is throwing things at the wall and seeing which ones stick. The chances are that your first thing sticks slim whether it's like an actual business that sticks and you go through a few of them or whether it's just like the strategy like how you're approaching your business how you're selling i just i'm i'm over it you know (laughs) but i just really want to like take this time to vocalize those things that have been going through my head because I really think it's important for you guys to kind of see through that too and not let that just really get under your skin or make you feel inferior and be very cautious of who you're following and just dedicate yourself to putting your head down and doing the work. And that's really what I'm doing this like fall, winter is like, I'm just putting my head down and I'm doing the work. I had built a business and I let myself get comfortable in it. And then I kind of realized that wasn't, it wasn't where I wanted to stop. I wanted to keep going, Uh, but it was summer when I had that realization. So I was working hard, but then on the weekends we'd go to the lake and that was awesome. And it was so much fun, but now that it's, it's winter, it's cold, it's hunting season. So Colin's going to be gone a lot. He'll be out hunting. So I'll have extra time to myself at home on the weekends. And I, I mean, you guys know, I love reading, but instead of just reading like one or two books a weekend, like what if I spent some time working? What if I spent some time like continuing to build, continuing to push? And I feel like I'm kind of stepping into a, the season of like, you know, three years of misery for 60 years of freedom and to like really freaking go all in. And it's just way easier to do that this time of year than it is in the summer. So dig your heels in and put your head down and dedicate to keeping your head down on your business until March, until April, until May even, and then come up for air, reevaluate. Like if you're in a point right now where you're feeling a little shaky on your business and if it's like the right thing to continue doing, put your head down, dig your heels in, go all in, like throw in Hail Marys, last ditch efforts kind of thing to get things moving and then pull your head back up for air in the spring and reevaluate. Did your business grow? Are things in a better spot now? Or are you still thinking that maybe it is time to step away from your business? But give it a, like, go deep. Give it a good freaking shot before you just walk away from it. Because I know it wasn't easy to build your business to where it is today. I think it would be a real shame to just completely walk away from it if you don't, like if you haven't turned over every single stone yet. So I will be hustling this winter, this fall. Join me. And I am hoping that in March when I come up for air, it's going to be completely different. Like things are going to look completely different. My life is going to look different. The business is going to look different. The bank account is going to look different. That is my hope. And that's the plan. And then April will be like last minute 
wedding prep and then in May we get married and then we're going to go on our honeymoon right after we get married. So I have that to look forward to. Like that's kind of my light at the end of the tunnel is like, I'm going to go in, I'm going to go deep, but then I will get a pull back and chill out for a while, which I'm really, really excited about. So we will see what comes, but I want to give you just kind of like, let's let me just like give you a rundown of what happened inside of my business this week. So, oh, <laughs> I kind of alluded to this on my Instagram stories, but like life was lifing this week. Like life hit hard this week on Monday morning. Wake up to find that Kona that I introduced you to a couple weeks ago. Um who is, she'll be 14 in January. She had peed her dog bed in her sleep. Like just the whole thing was soaked and she was soaked because she slept in it. It was so sad, but it was so gross and it smelled unreal. Like it was awful. And I was like, ooh, okay. Like this isn't good. (laughs) And so I had to, and that's like, that's how my week started. That's how my Monday morning started. And so I had, plans. I was going to go work from a coffee shop on Monday and like film some content and just get some deep work done and like build out a couple of freebies and email sequences that I want to have. And that was my plan for Monday. And that was not Kona's plan. Kona wanted me to work from home. She did not want me to leave. And so that's kind of how my week started. And then Monday, so, you know, I started the work late on Monday. And I was able to get some work done and it was a good, it still ended up being a productive day. Um, but I just kind of ended up doing like different, different things than I had planned, whatever. But then I went and met my dad for happy hour. My mom and I have been hanging out a lot, doing like wedding dress shopping and things like that. And so he, he wanted some, (laughs) he wanted some time together, was feeling a little left out. So we went and did happy hour. And I was like, can we meet at like 5, 5.30? That'd be great. And he was like, can we do 4.30? I don't want to have to deal with traffic. And I was like, ah, (laughs) okay. So quit work at like 4, went to happy hour, which was great. It was fun. We had a good time. It was gorgeous outside. We sat on the patio. But then I came home and did more work because I had, because of Monday, like I started work late and then I had to end work early. So like the Instagram versus reality is like, yeah, I was out at happy hour and clocked out of work at like 4 p.m. But then I came back home and kept working and still did a little bit of work afterwards to get through my to-do list, which I'm totally fine with. You know, if I get to go do something fun during the day, like I'm, I'm cool to come home and do a little bit more work later on if I need to. Ideally, I'd love to be in a position where that's not happening, but we're going deep, you know, we're doing the deep work this year or like this season, (laughs) um, until the spring. And so that's kind of like the new, the new norm, the new reality. And I'm okay with that. And we're, we're getting uncomfortable and we're not taking the like lazy, relaxed approach to business right now. Um, so I came home and did some more work Tuesday, woke up, did a workout, 
had a, oh, I was supposed to have a sales call, but I got ghosted. So yeah, that still happens to me. Um, so don't beat yourself up on that. If that ever happens and you get ghosted for a sales call, like that's not you, that's on them. Don't make it mean anything. It's just kind of an annoying waste of time, but whatever. Um, and then I had a client call. Um, but then a friend texted and was like, hey, do you want to do happy hour? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Um because we haven't hung out a ton. And I was like, this is one of those where like, I want to, I do want to become closer friends. So like, I need to put myself out there. I need to say yes, because you know, like when someone puts themselves or like, if you put yourself out there and you like invite someone like a new friend to go do something, to go hang out and they say no, then you're just kind of like, Oh, like I, well, I'm probably not going to ask you again. And I was like, Nope, I need to say yes. Like I need to go do this. Awesome. So we met up for happy hour at, like 5.30 and then I was going to come home and do a little bit more work. But instead we were there till like 10 (laughs) o'clock. We were there for like five hours. Um, Her boyfriend came and met her. Colin came and met me. So we ended up like having like a double date situation going on. It was super fun. We had lots of drinks that spanned the past happy hour. We got some appetizers. It was a good time. But we get home and it's late and um, I'm realizing I just forgot an important part of this day. (laughs) And this is kind of where shit gets. Oh, I forgot a ton of what happened today. Okay, hold on. Um, But we come home and it's late. And so we, we don't bother with dinner and we go to bed. But earlier on Tuesday, I had to take Kona to the vet. Because Tuesday morning, no, did we go to the vet on Wednesday? We did. We went to the vet on Wednesday. Okay. I need to like get my schedule out when I do these episodes. (laughs) Otherwise, I'm going to be all over the place. But on Tuesday, we found out that Penny had fleas. (sighs) And so I ordered her some like, you know, flea wash on Amazon. I was like, okay, cool. It'll be here tomorrow. We'll be good. And then Wednesday, wake up. And she always sleeps like next to my head in bed. And I did not sleep well at all. I woke up at like 5 a.m., couldn't go back to sleep and ended up like just getting up and came out into the living room and did some work. But I felt terrible. Like I felt awful. Uh, it was my period this week and like my, it just really zapped me this week, like a lot more than normal. And I guess I was a little hungover maybe, but we also didn't eat dinner last night, like, or on Tuesday night, happy hour night. Um, we had chips and queso and we had buffalo chicken dip because I had made dinner, but then we got home so late, we just didn't bother with it, which was a bad decision was a bad decision should have eaten something but wasn't really hungry so just went to bed but I woke up feeling terrible the next day like super lightheaded really dizzy like kind of nauseous and I was like is this my period and I was having bad cramps or I was like am I hungover like I don't really feel hungover but it was just it was not good and I couldn't sleep 
um, because I felt like I had like fleas crawling all over me. It was so gross. So once Colin's up, I go and look at, oh no, I go and I go to a workout. And then when I come back, Colin's up and he's like, Penny is infested. Like this is bad. And I go and look at the bed and it's covered in flea dirt, (sighs) which is like flea poop. (laughs) And it's just these like little specks. And I'm like, that's so disgusting. And so we flip her over onto her back and there are fleas just crawling all over her tummy and her legs are just like covered in the flea dirt. And I was just heartbroken. I felt so awful. It happened so fast. Like she had a couple of fleas on her on Tuesday and then Wednesday morning, she is like infested. And so we have a bad and she was on flea and tick medicine. And like, so all of the dogs, Leroy was fine. Kona was fine. And we didn't really think anything of it, but Colin kept finding fleas in his leg hair when he would come in from outside. They're like in our front yard. And somehow poor Penny girl ended up getting them. And she has that like thick, curly poodle hair. And she's long and shaggy right now too. And they were just buried in there. Oh, so gross. Oh, it was so gross. So Wednesday, I'm like, ha, okay. So off to PetSmart I go because Amazon says that the flea wash will be delivered by 10 p.m. And I'm like, we don't have time. We literally do not have time for that. And so we go get the flea wash, come back, give her this like super in-depth flea bath. Poor dog. Um, But then Kona had to go to the vet because she had that accident on Monday, but then she had another accident on Tuesday morning. And this dog doesn't have accidents. Like she doesn't pee in the house. And then also on Tuesday, she like came to me super frantic and like was like, she was just like freaking out. And I was like, what do you want? And so I followed her and she went outside and immediately like went potty and then came back inside. And I was like, Oh, like, do you have an infection? So went to the vet. That took a while. Poor dog had another accident at the vet. And I'm like, something is not right. Like something's wrong. They did blood work. They took a urine sample and then they had to send it off. So we had to wait. Um, And then Wednesday, I went back to KU. I was invited to go speak at the business school to speak to students about life post-graduation and like dealing with different personalities in the workplace and like how to navigate that. So I was so excited to go. Um, so I, I literally, the work I did on Wednesday, I responded to one email. I never opened my laptop on Wednesday. Like it was go, go, go all day. And I didn't feel good. I felt awful on Wednesday. And I even, like, I tried to take a nap. I'm not a napper. So I never fell asleep. And then I had to get ready and then I had to drive to Lawrence to go to the University of Kansas. And so for once I got somewhere early. I am never early. So I like drove around town and drove around campus and it was really cool. And then went to go speak and the it was a panel. And so it actually ended up going for longer than I expected, but we did like we like observed the students do like this exercise and then it was fun and it was funny. And so then we did it, like the panelists did it, and then it was just Q&A for like an hour. 
with them talking about all of the things post-grad life, talking about like what I do for work, um, talking about my experience in corporate and all of that. Um, so it was really, really cool. And I, I loved being able, I loved being, I was so happy to be invited back. Like that was so cool. Like they reached out and wanted me to come talk, which was freaking awesome. Um, but I definitely took a less traditional path out of business school. Um, and so a lot of the panelists were like, I, you know, I fall back on what I learned in business school a lot. And I was like, hi, I don't like, I do not use my degree or what I learned here at all. And I just love being able to share a different perspective because in business school, it very much kind of felt like corporate was the only route or like if you didn't end up in a corporate job, like you were a failure. <laughs> and so I took that route and it obviously wasn't for me. And I knew that going into it, that it really wasn't for me or what I wanted. And now like there are just so many jobs out there and you can create your own job and you can you can do whatever you want. You can make money doing whatever you want nowadays. Um, so I just love going and being able to provide a different perspective on school and on your careers to these students, because there are just so many things I wish people would have told me when I was a junior or senior in college, thinking about my career that, that no one did. And so it, I love being able to be the one that gets to go out and kind of just show them a different perspective. Um, something I said that like really stuck with a couple of them was work to live don't live to work. Like that's not what you should, that shouldn't be the goal. Like you work, make the money, but like use that money to go live. Do not dedicate your life to work, especially if you're working in an office, if you're working for corporate, like no, literally work to live and adopt that mentality. Um, because in America, I feel like we have a very much like live to work mentality. And that's just not me. That's not me. Um, and especially like if you are in corporate or if you are in an office, like don't, don't live to work for someone else's bottom line to pad someone else's pockets to build someone else's dream. Absolutely not. I do think it's a little different as an entrepreneur, but again, like you started your own business likely to be able to allow you to live your dream life, to help you afford the things that you want, not to be working 60 hour weeks doesn't mean it doesn't happen but that doesn't have to be like that's not the end all be all or like what I plan to do forever you know um and also that the like to not put so much pressure on the job that you graduate with I remember when I graduated and I had my corporate job I was like awesome I'll be here for life like I'll put me on partner track in 13 years. I'll be up at the top of that ladder. It'll be great. <laughs> and I lasted one year and completely left the industry. But when I went in, I was like, this is the end all be all. And I feel like so much pressure is put on you as a college student. And just like as a kid, especially in America, it's always like, oh, like, what do you want to do when you grow up? What are you going to do when you graduate? Like there's so much pressure put on your job and like what you are going to do for a job and for your career, which just seems so unnecessary, but it's just so embedded in our culture. Like find a better question to ask, 
honestly. Like, don't ask someone what they want to do or what they're going to do when they graduate or what they want to be when they grow up. When it Like, job-wise, I think that's so silly. You're so much more than a career, so much more than a job title, so much more than a salary. Um, So talked about that and, like, how to use your first job as a launch pad into other things, which is definitely something that I can talk on considering like I, I really use that as a launch pad um, to get me from corporate public accounting to digital marketing agency owner. Didn't see that coming, but that's the fun of it, you know? Um, oh, there was one other thing that really struck a chord with some of them that I knew you guys were going to like. And now of course I can't remember what it was. Oh, well. Anyways, that was super fun. So that was my Wednesday night. Um, and then it came back Thursday. I actually had a normal day on Thursday, but not really. <laughs> it was like a really emotional day for me. Um, the vet called with Kona's lab results and we found out she likely has like a kidney infection. Like it's not just like a UTI or something causing it. Like it's, it's a bit deeper, a bit more serious and she is getting old. Um, but that the vet thinks it's more of like a chronic kidney failure thing, which is sad, but we'll know more information next week. But I was just like really like sad. Like I was just sad on Thursday and I was so zapped of energy Oh, because Wednesday, I need to write this out next time I do one of these episodes. We're we're in this together. We're figuring it out. Wednesday night when I come home from Lawrence, Colin is giving Penny her second flea bath because she is still infested. <sighs> and then he's washing her in the bathroom. So I bust out the vacuum and just start vacuuming the living room like the couch, the rug. Um, so it's safe when she comes out because half of the things, if you've ever had a dog with fleas, like the fleas lay eggs on the dogs, but then you know how dogs like shake all the time and then they're itchy from the fleas. So they scratch, like they're just spraying those little eggs everywhere. So you have to clean up the eggs off of everything. Otherwise you'll never like get rid of the infestation like you have to completely wipe everything out and so I'm vacuuming the couch and I'm like wait the couch is wet the couch is soaked Kona peed on the couch uh, and I was like oh my gosh if it's not one thing it's another right now like dealing with fleas and this like what we still thought was like a bladder infection Oh, so I have to strip. And this dog, this dog, our couch has four cushions, like two seated ones and two backrest ones. She got three out of the four cushions wet. <laughs> and we have three throw pillows. She got two out of the three throw pillows wet. Like how? How? How did she do that? So I am stripping down the entire couch um, which the covers just zip right off, fortunately. So I put those in the wash and was like, honestly, like, you know, this is probably for the best that we just get 
the whole couch washed during this freaking flea outbreak, whatever, but it just was not ideal. And then Colin and I spent hours cleaning every inch of this house like sociopaths because we were, we just wanted to end the fleas and just like make it stop. Uh, so we were vacuuming all the dog beds. We vacuumed literally every surface of the house. We were doing so many loads of laundry and just like getting anything that we were afraid like that the dogs had touched or could potentially be infested with fleas, like getting it washed or taking it outside, getting it out of the house. If you have ever had a dog with fleas and like a, a flea infestation, like it is like a full-time job to keep that shit under control. Like it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous like how much time it took just to get things clean. But we're we are in the clear now, which is good. And I just felt so bad for poor Penny. Um and then Wednesday night Colin's looking at Leroy and sees a couple of fleas crawling around on him. His fur is definitely like harder for them, so he never really got infested, but he still had some on him. So then Leroy got a bath and we had to bathe him and it was like 1 a.m. before we finally get to bed after cleaning everything. And I'm already totally exhausted on Wednesday. Been a long day. Like I tried to take a nap. <laughs> couldn't. Like I didn't feel good because I didn't sleep well the night before. So I'm just like, oh my gosh. Um, and then Thursday rolls around, get a workout in and just like hit the ground running, gonna have a normal day. And we get the, we get the vet results back. She has the infection, but we were able to get an antibiotic in her. So we get antibiotics going. Um, so Cone is doing better, thankfully, and we haven't had any more accidents since, but what else happened on Thursday? Did anything happen on Thursday? Thursday might have just been like a work day for me. It might have been decently calm, but I was just like so sad and just like energetically exhausted and also physically exhausted that it was just like a slow, tough day. And I had a training inside of CEO school about navigating tough conversations and firing clients and teammates, which was epic. Um, but then, then right after that, I had a podcast interview that you guys will be hearing probably later this month or next. And so by the time I was done with all of that, I was just like, I am exhausted. I am done. <laughs> I just want to chill. I just don't want to do anything. And so had a bit of a chill night, which was nice and read my book and was all good. And then Friday, uh, my new Friday morning routine has been going and getting a workout in and then coming home and showering and then going over to my parents for breakfast because my dad hangs out at home Friday mornings and my mom works from home and my dad has an espresso machine and like loves making lattes. So I go over there, I get a latte, hang out with my parents, and then my mom loves making breakfast burritos. So I get a breakfast burrito. It's a great hangout. So we, I hung out over there for a little bit and then left. 
um, because my mom and I had lunch plans with some friends. <laughs> so I leave and come home and get ready and had like an hour to do a little bit of work. And that's, I only did like an, maybe a max hour's worth of work on Friday. Um, just responding to some emails and stuff. Um, and then went to lunch with my mom and our friends, but then the friends had to leave. So it just ended up being my mom and I, and our friends had got a bottle of Prosecco and then they left. So my mom and I (laughs) had a bottle of Prosecco and had ourselves a time at lunch. And then we went shopping across the street and they were having a huge sale and their denim was 50% off. And I'm so excited because I got two pairs of jeans that like actually fit me and they look good and they're so comfortable and the denim is like stretchy. I'm so hype about it. And then after that, we went and had happy hour (laughs) and had margaritas and chips and queso. And so I come home last night and what did I do last night? I did like a, I posted on like Instagram and TikTok. Um, but that was about, that was about it. And I was just so exhausted again. So I didn't work on Wednesday, hardly. I literally answered one email on Wednesday. I worked for less than an hour on Friday. Thursday was a rough day. I had to, quit work. I got decent work in on Monday and then, and Tuesday, I guess, but like Wednesday, Friday, I didn't work. And Thursday was just like a tough day. Not much work got done this week. Um, my, like the goals, the plans that I had, like those did not all get achieved. And sometimes like life just hits you (laughs) and you just got to roll with it. And that's totally okay. That's, that's totally okay. And I was just doing my best to get by and trying to honor myself and my body and my energy levels and my emotional energy levels. And right, it's my period week too, which just very uncharacteristically like hit me so hard, just like really depleted me and like really put me in the feels. It was a tough week. And so it's today's Saturday and I'm spending some time podcasting, you know, doing this episode, um, getting Monday's episode ready to go and just hanging out. And I'm totally cool with that because I had an awesome day yesterday on Friday, super fun hanging out with my mom. And so I'm happy to like spend some time working on a Saturday in exchange for that. Um, but some shit that's going down in my business right now, I have a client who's super late on a payment and is like super behind on his payments. So like he will pay one and then like the next one goes out and then he doesn't pay it until the late fee hits and things like that. So that's really frustrating to deal with. Um, and if that continues for the next, like doesn't resolve itself within the next couple of months, that will be a conversation that I'll be having that that probably just isn't sustainable because it's tough when bills aren't getting paid, which means that like there's not the money there to like pay the contractors for their work. And then there's also like a little bit of fear that maybe that client's not going to pay us at all. And it's just messy. I had that person ghost me for a sales call this week. I have someone else who I'm talking with about working together, but literally at every single turn, he's penny pinching me. And like I sent him a proposal and he's like, well, you said it would be this. 
this price. And I was like, yeah. And then last time we talked, you wanted to add this, this, and this in. Like that doesn't come at no cost. So trying to find some common ground there, but that's one of those where it's uh, like, I know my worth. And if you want to like try and rip me off or not pay me for what I'm worth, like this isn't, this isn't a good situation. So we'll see what ends up going down with that. Um, But right, like these issues are still coming up even almost three years into my business. Like I'm still dealing with these things. So it gets easier and you learn how to handle it better, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't happen or that you're let that my business is perfect by any means. And things have been really busy in the agency the past couple of weeks, which I'm really grateful for. And they weren't this week. Um, things really kind of slowed down, but in hindsight, like looking at the life that happened this week, I would have been absolutely like drowning even more than I was. (laughs) So it was kind of nice this week to be able to pull back from work a bit and just worry about life And now I think everything's pretty settled so we can go back in and dive back into work next week and hopefully tackle that to-do list of things that I want to do that didn't get done this week because shit was just happening and going down. Um, But so like I can't imagine having to deal with all of this while, you know, still working my corporate job, working a nine to five, not being able to work from home, not being able to have flexibility in my hours. So it is one of those things where I have so much gratitude for what I've built and what I'm doing and how I'm willing to put myself out there. I'm willing to kind of like walk the plank a little bit, knowing that failure is always an option because it's, it it's worth it. Like it's hard, but it's worth it. And like, there are costs and there are trade-offs to then be able to have that freedom, to have that flexibility. And I just feel like the way social media makes things look right now is like, just start your own business. It's super easy. And then you just get to work whenever you want. And it's super easy and flexible. And like, we just know that's not the truth. I keep seeing so many TikToks and like reels and stuff about you know, people telling you to create digital products and how you can make passive income and it's so easy and you just like create a pa- or you create a passive product, a digital download or something in chat GPT, which sounds icky to me. Like I would I could never like sell something that I just like plucked out of chat GPT. That I don't love those business ethics, but and they're just like, "Oh, it's so easy." And then you just post like you just post on social media and that's all you have to do and it's like how many people do that and just freaking fail because they have no understanding of marketing, of social media, of buyer psychology, of sales copy, of anything. Like it isn't just that simple. And I feel like so many like business coaches or people or like mentors, you know, people who have money to make, by selling a digital download, by selling a course, by, you know, selling mentorship, just are constantly making things out to look like way easier than they are. And then you just get in your head when you're like, well, why isn't it so easy for me? Why is it so difficult for me? What's wrong with me? What am I doing wrong? It's like, you're not doing anything wrong. Like you're growing. You're, you're literally growing a business right now. 
you're not doing anything wrong. It just takes time. And we're in a society of instant gratification and we're constantly fed content that just plays into that narrative and it's freaking exhausting. So you're doing great. You're doing absolutely wonderful. (laughs) And it will all work out just the way that it is supposed to. This ended up being a longer episode than I had anticipated, but it was a bit of a week and then I ended up going on a couple of different rants. So you'll have to let me know what you thought of this episode if you want to continue hearing episodes like this. Um, this These will probably be the episodes that I'll do the like Ask Courtney Q&A questions on. I was planning on doing some today, but this episode was, we're, we're done here. Um, so I'll save that for next week's episode. Um, and I want to talk to you guys too about like TikTok, um, how I manifested my dream car, all of that. So there's some good stuff coming and some really epic guest interviews coming up as well. So thanks so much for joining me. And I will catch you on the next episode. Also, I just realized that Leroy's sitting next to me. Can you hear that? That's him snoring. We run a high quality production here, folks. (laughs) Okay, bye.